Welcome back. Happy Monday, October 4th, 2021. Our phone number is 602508 I have changed my lead story about five times in the last hour. I was originally going to start with the budget negotiations, the situation at ASU with Kirsten Cinema, the reaction, Anthony Fauci saying we may have to um, defer to him on celebrating Christmas. Uh, there, there's a lot here, and, uh, and yet it connects in some interesting respects, too. So let me ask uh, your forgiveness. I'm going to try and unite all these stories into one. But let me, let me, let me start at it this way, if I can. Do you remember, do you remember those uh, two female uh, students at ASU? I'll mention their race because it's important here. Uh, the, those two female African-American students who accosted two white male students at the um, Temporary Multiculturalism Center at ASU and effectively, not effectively, and engaged in a direct racial assault against these two students, these two white students. Now, this started uh, – the first story I saw on it is dated September 24th. Why is that important? I'll let you know. And Well, I'll let you know why now. I'll let you know right now. The state press, the Arizona State University newspaper, put out a story that is dated September 30th, 2021, six days later. And because it's online, and I have no problem with this when when news organizations are, are honest about it, it was updated on October 1st. And they tell you that. The original story was updated to include quotes from... Someone else. The story that was published on 930 at the state press seemed interesting. ASU releases exhaustive but unspecific updates on racial justice commitments. I was trying to find out what the status of the investigation of this racial assault was. And this was one of the top four stories. I'll give you the headline again. ASU releases exhaustive but unspecific updates on racial justice comments. In other words, ASU released a really uh, big and, I guess, important report that was asked, uh, requested to be undertaken by Michael Crow, Dr. Crow. And it's called The Lift Report, and it details the status of, according to the story, multicultural spaces, police reform, and several other action items under the general umbrella of making ASU uh, more responsive to the needs of the minority community at ASU. It's called the Lift Report. It was a while in the making. And it came out with um, something like 25 points, 25 recommendations for ASU. Again, it is very much centered around the creation of multicultural spaces, the kind of space that we saw on September 24th, and I talked about here when I played the audio of those two female students claiming that that was their space and the two white ones had to go. We can have a long conversation about all of that, but for the time being, I just want to make an interesting point. I think it's interesting. That racial assault happened on September 24th. This story about multiculturalism and the ASU community and the things it wants to do and thinks it needs to do to enhance the experience of minority students 
was released September 30th with an update on October 1st. Guess what? Not a single mention of that racial incident. Not a single one. Not even in the news story. Now, I, I, I understand a large commission or a small – any kind of commission puts together a report. There's a long lead up and it's probably at the printer, I guess, if it's going to be released at the end of that week by the time this incident took place. So I don't blame the report for the lift report with the 25 action items or whatever for not mentioning it. But why the heck can't, can't the newspaper mention it? Is it not related? Is it not related? We have a multicultural center and a racial assault took place there. Now, it may have been the wrong kind of racial assault because it was two blacks against whites. But is there a story out there that I missed in the reverse? Is there a story out there that I missed in the reverse? White students assaulting blacks on campus in the last couple few years. If it is, I want to highlight it and denounce it. But there's an interesting number of things that come from this. They just totally eliminate the story. Meanwhile, ASU said they were investigating. Are they? If no one asks, will they? GoFundMe is an oft-used fundraising app and site for people who don't have the kind of money that this world now requires of you when things hit the fan, legal expenses, perhaps other costs. So the two white students who were assaulted verbally and told they had to leave um, and were not welcome at the Multicultural Center and who had their race made a sport of, to put it no higher, started a GoFundMe page. GoFundMe took it down, saying it violated their policies. It did not take down the GoFundMe site for the female black students. This is the world we are now living in. One rule for the Greeks, one for the Romans. I call it Plessy v. Ferguson. Or we could call it Animal Farm. It's probably closer to Animal Farm. Plessy v. Ferguson at least had the word concept of equal, separate but equal. Animal Farm, probably George Orwell had it better. Some are more equal than others. I think it's fascinating that ASU didn't report on this story at all in the context of a major report about these kinds of stories. These kinds of stories. I was doing a little research, by the way. I was looking at this Lyft report from ASU. I haven't had a chance to read the whole thing. But this is interesting. I didn't know this. Um, The African-American population at ASU... Because we're told it should be representative, of course, and we all you know, want to see a community that looks like our community and, 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 and diversity has its, has its merits in those contexts. And you can also often tell when an organization or an institution might be involved in discriminatory behavior if the community doesn't look like or represent the community. It, it, the smaller community is not represented representative of the population from which it draws, the larger community. So in Arizona, uh, the census uh, tells us that we have a 5.2% African-American population in the state of Arizona, 5.2%, below the national average. ASU's black African-American students compose 9% of the student population. 
and the Hispanic population is 23% at ASU, and Asian is 30% at ASU, all of which are higher, of course, than the numbers in Arizona itself. It's a, it's a side note because I know it's a question that no paper will ever put in its story. But it's kind of one of the questions that we naturally ask, isn't it? I am increasingly fascinated by our major news organizations that don't report the one thing you want to know. You've heard me on this for a while. And the student press at ASU is doing a really good job of it. No real surprise. Remember, this is the same school that fired a student. We had her. Rayleigh Klein, was that her name? We had her on this show. I think that was her name. A senior at ASU, journalism major, was fired from the ASU radio station for linking, daring to link to a New York Post story about one of these controversial uh, shootings, police shootings that took place between cops and a uh, and an African American. She linked to the story showing this man's violent past behavior as somewhat important to the cops showing up on the scene knowing this going in and having to defend themselves. She got fired for that, for linking to a paper founded by Alexander Hamilton. This is the climate. This is now the climate of free speech information, intelligence, education, and ASU. This is this is what's going on there, and it's a really far fall. And if they want it to just go away, I understand that. But hasn't that been we conservatives' problem for too long, saying, oh, these things don't matter. It's just college antics. It's not important. Well, your tax dollars pay for those antics. And if you don't think it's important, and if you think it's going to stay in the college, well, I'll, uh, I'll just quote from A Man for All Seasons. I show you the times. This is not particularly confined to college campuses anymore. It is now, I call it the lab leak of the ivory towers, all over this country, all over There's a difference. This is a public institution, and there should be more accountability. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, 602-508-0960. We're going to put all of this together. I guess you might might think of my last uh, segment as an item. And uh, <laughs> just gonna, this is uh, about to call for audio. <laughs> this was Anthony Fauci on CBS. No doubt you've heard about this, but this, but stay with me because there's there's um, well to quote the big big Lebowski, new information has come to light. Um, but this is uh, Anthony Fauci yesterday on CBS News. But we can gather for Christmas, or it's just too soon to tell. You know, Margaret, we, it's just too soon to tell. We've just got to concentrating on continuing to get those numbers down and not try yeah. to jump ahead by weeks or months and say what we're going to do at a particular time. Let's focus like a laser on continuing to get those those cases down. And we can do it by people getting vaccinated and also in the situation where boosters are appropriate to get people boosted because we know that they can help greatly in diminishing infection, in diminishing advanced disease, 
the kinds right. of data that are now accumulating in real time. The president announced nearly a month ago that businesses need to mandate vaccines for their employees or submit them to weekly testing. We looked. It's been a month. None of this paperwork has been filed with OSHA to make that happen. Was this a, a stunt? Are you seeing companies follow through even without the legal mandate filed? I think some of them are, and I think you'll be seeing a lot more once we get past these legal issues. I think that the president <laughs> Small legal issues called the Constitution, by the way. Once we get past the constitutional issues, you'll see it more rapidly. Go ahead. Keep going. He's greater than 100 individuals is a good thing. And you're seeing also local groups, universities and businesses are doing that. But you're speaking with immediacy. But when you're speaking with immediacy, it doesn't seem reflected in the action here. Well, certainly, if you look at universities now, we've had, I, I believe, uh, Margaret, if I'm not mistaken, close to a thousand or more universities. Was Joe Biden's mandate you want to be on- directed at university? Do you guys remember him saying any university over 100 people? No, I don't. This was not. A, but Anthony Fauci goes on uh, speaking about how how well the universities are and then the airlines. And then he's saying what a great job the airlines are doing. And for what he means is threatening, firing and firing as United did to 600 employees last week because they refused to take the vaccine. He, he, he's, 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 he's giving off a tell here, folks. Now, I'm, I'm hopeful, actually, that Biden does not, as Margaret Brennan put it, send over the paperwork to OSHA and that files this executive order out of the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. I'm I hope it doesn't happen. The fact that it hasn't is because of constitutional impediment. There is a very serious constitutional problem here, a very serious one. And so Fauci just says once we get rid of those legal things. But, you know, people have voluntarily been doing it, universities and some businesses, including in the airlines. Was that the whole point? That the president of the United States can simply threaten a mandate without executing on it and the people will comply or enough people will comply so that you get some form of uh, plural um, uh, plural ignorance and, and, and plural repetition. Was that the point? If it was, it's working. It's working because United, because other institutions. None of this is really the big part of it. It's just asininity from Anthony Fauci. The real problem here is very much at the beginning, and it's not even with Anthony Fauci. Bill, start the audio again from the top, if you don't mind. Really should be paying attention to that. But we can gather for Christmas, or it's just too soon to tell. That's the problem. The problem is a reporter, a serious reporter or journalist or a journalist with a serious title and uh, habitation at CBS. That's the problem. Asking the head of infectious diseases whether we can have Christmas. That's the problem. We have ceded way too much power to this individual who was elected by nobody and that unless you were involved in the AIDS crisis of the 80s, probably hadn't ever heard of until last year. That's the problem. Seeding 
the authority of whether families can congregate and celebrate Christmas together. Now, this created a bit of a stir, as you can imagine, as you may have been stirred yourself. So we try and fix this, right? Anthony Fauci, headline here from Yahoo News, has clarified he's not calling on Americans to cancel Christmas this year. I will be spending Christmas with my family, he said. My comments were misinterpreted. It's absolutely not the, absolutely not the case that Americans can't spend Christmas with their families this year. I encourage people, particularly the vaccinated who are protected, to have a good, normal Christmas with your family. Hmm. He's walking it back because there was a reaction. But is that a really strong walk back? I encourage people, particularly the vaccinated, to have a good, normal Christmas with your family. I, um... (laughs) This from the man who said we weren't going to guess anymore if we don't know things. This from the man who said he is the science. Do the science thing for a second. I just I want you to understand the Sun King, what is it, Louis XIV, philosophy of democracy in the mind of Anthony Fauci. L'estat c'est moi is what the Sun King said. Is this much different from what Anthony Fauci said on he being the science? No, I don't think I could answer that question. Uh, I'd I'd be waving my hands about that. Sorry. Well, you know, one of the new things in this administration is if you don't know the answer, don't guess. Right. (laughs) Just say you don't know the answer. Right. We're not going to guess. Now, do we have him talking about how he is the science? A lot of what you're seeing as attacks on me, quite frankly, are attacks on science. Right. You attack him, you're attacking science. Keep going. I'm sorry. Go ahead. One of the problems with the attacks on me is your attack. Because all of the things that I have spoken about consistently from the very beginning have been fundamentally based on science. You're really attacking not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science. Yeah, you're attacking science when you attack or criticize him. He has been consistent. He has been consistently wrong. Shall I go through my list of 20 things he's been wrong about? They're not small. But for Chuck Mangione, I would. Maybe we'll come back to it in a moment. I'm Seth Leibson, 602-5080-960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. 34 after the hour brings us our culture and economy update from John Dombrowski. He is the founder and president of Grand Canyon Planning Associates, grandcanyonplanning.com, his great website. And he has his own show right on this station right here, 7 a.m. every Saturday morning, The Word on Wealth. Hi, John. How are you? Fantastic. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. You like those early mornings, don't you? You're a morning person. I am a morning person, yes. I, I, I start to fade you know, early evening. That's what but, I do, uh, too. I yeah. do, too. Uh, but you're also like me in another respect, and I'll ask you this on a Monday because I think it's true of you. My, my, my sense is you're a thank God it's Friday, but also a thank God it's Monday kind of guy, aren't you? You yeah, wake I up. Yeah, I can't yeah. stop moving. Yeah. It's real. I get antsy. Yeah. You know, come mid, mid-Sunday afternoon, I'm starting to think about, okay, all the things that have to be done for the next day and the rest of the week coming 
It dawns on me, you know, I've been I've been consumed lately with um, eligible workforce that doesn't exist, particularly males who aren't in the workforce, but they are eligible to be, you know, right. in the 25 right. to 54 sure. age group. I'm increasingly thinking they don't have a thank God it's Friday or a thank God it's Monday. They no, just I, every day is the same. Every for day. Them. Is, yeah. Dude, they yeah. don't even know a day. It yeah. Is it doesn't matter. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> right. So our. So I'm seeing red again today, John, on the on the big boards. What do you think? Yeah, it was a rough day for the markets again. I mean, there's no question about it. Uh, you know, the concern over the budgets and what's happening in Washington is part of this, but also interest rates. Uh, technology seems to be out of favor right now. We saw a lot of the technology companies getting hit, some of the big names, too, in technology. Uh, one of the big ones, too, which was Facebook, uh, was shut down for quite a few hours today, which... Uh, this is the longest shutdown that they've seen due to uh, unknown reasons, but uh, they were offline for, uh, I think it was about uh, six or seven hours today. Which I think they just went up a little they bit did. ago. Yeah, They did, yeah. and that hasn't happened since 2008, yeah, I think I read. Right. Yeah. So it's been quite a while since they've had this long of a, of a shutdown for some reason in their uh, programming. Uh, but with that even being said, the other reasons are is there's some potential – uh, news about Facebook where uh, there may be an inside whistleblower that talked about yeah. uh, numbers that could have been fudged. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, these are accusations right. uh, on, until they're actually proven. Uh, that's certainly Yeah, but it's a strange – you're, you're right. Rumors. There's a strangeness here yeah. If, yeah. from Sunday night, big blowout story at CBS, mm-hmm. 60 Minutes to Monday, uh, unprecedented yeah. blowout. Again. And 5% yeah. drop in the stock. Yeah. I mean, and this is a stock that's perceived to be relatively inexpensive compared to other tech, right. tech stocks. But – uh, hey, when when things like this happen, uh, investors get a little nervous, and uh, people can change very quickly on just uh, some news and not necessarily facts yet. But hey, sometimes where there's smoke, there's fire, as they say. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, John, talk to me about what we're gonna see more of this week when it comes to the uh, uh, to the economy. I'm I'm thinking it's probably gonna be all budget all week, or at least all spending all week. I, I would maybe be a better. Way I would to imagine, yeah. and we're we're obviously seeing a, a pretty big battle up in Washington. Uh, the president somewhat got involved last week, and yeah. looks like I think uh, Stephen Moore even uh, posted this that it says basically that uh, President Biden said to AOC that he's going to get both of these bills. They're attached by the hip, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whether or not this is true or not, I I can't imagine that they're going to take that road, but I think I would hope that that's going to be uh, the downfall of it rather than uh, getting this passed. Uh, I think they should be separate. And I think that uh, we're going to have to wait and see this week what what type of battles continue and and who actually comes out on top. Yeah, I don't see how they're going to get the numbers they want. I think even Biden is beginning to say maybe it won't be three point five trillion. Well, okay, maybe. Right. Yeah, that that's kind of been the issue. Yeah, um, that, that's that's kind of been the part of that's yeah. been bothersome. Yeah. Even though it's not going to cost anything, it's free. Well, that's a good point too. Yeah. Why are we complaining in the first place? Uh, I, I, you know, Seth, and I, I know that I, Joe Manchin made a comment about. Uh, He was basically thinking along the lines of most Americans that, hey, I can't do this in my own fiscal budget. How could the government do this? Uh, But, you know, those words just uh, bounced off deaf ears. uh, You you raised something interesting and, 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 and important, though, John, when you say when you echo the point that Biden and Pelosi did last week several times that it's not going to cost. We can do this at zero expense. You know, Jen Psaki, the press secretary today, said. For anyone under four hundred, making under four hundred thousand—that's right. new. 
That's, that, that's a new twist. Right. Yep. <laughs> that's that, a yep, new no. twist. There's always going to be yeah. again. We haven't. Yeah. No one's read this yet. Yeah, that's right. And we're that's not right. going to know until uh, we get this passed. Yeah, it's not going to cost anyone anything so long as you don't make much money. Right. And, yeah. and a lot of people are concerned about this, Seth. And I'm getting phone calls, and I encourage people. Hey, if you're concerned about this, what you should be doing regarding your investments and portfolio, reach out to me. Go to my website, GrandCanyonPlanning.com. Get on my calendar. Yeah, you're the best. You yeah. can create the vouch the uh, the vouch safe here, John. All right. Securities and advisory services offered to Client One Securities LLC, a member of Finra and Sipic, and an investment advisor, Grand Canyon Planning Associates LLC, and Client One Securities LLC are not affiliated. Thank you so much. Sam. You have 24 hours to say thank God it's Tuesday with yeah. me. We'll see if we're there, huh, buddy? Okay. You got it. <laughs> All right. Until tomorrow, John. Bye-bye. Thank you. So the reason we play any Bob Dylan here is uh, resultant from uh, the requests and uh, importunations of a listener in Phoenix named Steve Scottsdale, actually. And um, and uh, here's 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 a problem. I'm beginning to like it. I'm beginning to like it anyway. All right. For what it's worth, we had we pl- we played uh, we, we this is interesting to me. We, we had one of his songs last Friday, uh, the one that was uh, forever young. And we had two younger people in here and they knew it immediately. I didn't recognize it when I heard it. Of course, we all know it from uh, the Rod Stewart version. Right. Yeah. Are we allowed to play Rod Stewart? We just don't. We're allowed to. We're not sure. I, the things he wrote? <laughs> okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. That's the rule. Right, 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 right. The song author. So we have a – but we can play Bob Dylan. Fine. Fine. All right. Let's deal with our ongoing thread here that I'm trying to colligate with a series of stories. Let's now go back to ASU where Senator Cinema was doing her best to teach and talk and then simply go to the bathroom. Now, I'm not going to play the audio that you've all heard and show the, well, you've seen it from the video, of her trying to merely go into a bathroom and take care of business. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to get into that point right now, uh, that, that audio right now. I don't need to. You've all heard it. What I do want to tell you, is what took him so long. I'm surprised it lasted this long. I I put this up on Twitter. I was talking to a friend of mine. We graduated college together, and he went off to uh, officer candidate school uh, as I was going off to grad school. And we've stayed in touch. We're really good friends. He went to Quantico, joined the Marines. And he said, you know, he's been retired some time now. And he said as he's been watching, you know, U.S. military maneuvers uh, in years past in Iraq particularly and somewhat in Afghanistan. He said, yep, it makes – you know, I, I, I look at these maneuvers and I – yep, that's what we were trained in. That's what we were trained to do. That's what we learned at Quantico. It's all making sense. And then he says, in the same way, Seth, in the same way that I'm watching today's antics from the left – And he says, you know, Seth, this too is all recognizable. Remember how much of this we were trained for and taught in undergrad. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, all those poli-sci professors were cramming Saul Alinsky down our throats and quoting from Rules for Radicals. And it stuck on me. He's right. You know, I've been focused for a long 
part of my last several years in talking about the handful of conservative professors I was I was fortunate enough to study under, your Harry Jaffa's, Charles Kessler's, Tom West's, etc. But, you know, they were the standouts. There were an awful lot. And, yes, I very much recall an intro to poli-sci class where we had Saul Alinsky on the curriculum. And anyway, I was talking to my friend Jim about this. He said, and it's all familiar to me. We learned all that they are doing what they were trained for, just as the Marines were doing abroad what they were trained for at, you know, West Point or Quantico, wherever, wherever they, wherever our U.S. military was trained to do these things. And, um, and it's true. Saul Alinsky was, and it dawned on me. There was a section in Rules for Radicals. It brought me back, my gosh, I don't know, 30 years. There is a, uh, a, a, a section in Rules for Radicals where Saul Alinsky created the notion of uh, protesting in bathrooms, particularly at Chicago O'Hare Airport, where they, would, they did an entire study of how many bathrooms there were. The part I put in on, uh, on Twitter, and you can follow me on Twitter if you don't, at Seth Liebson. It's that simple. If you think Liebson can be spelled simply, it's at Seth Liebson. That's my Twitter handle. But in any event... I, I put up uh, this, the uh, section from the Saul Alinsky book, Rules for Radicals, and yeah, they do a study. They do a whole thing with the bathroom situation at O'Hare Airport because they want to have that be a place of protest as well against the high and mighty. Yeah, my friend is right. You are, you are, they, you are seeing the left doing what they were trained to do, and shame on me, I suppose, in a sense for not remembering it. In the context that my friend did, he and the military did what the military trained him, and uh, the social science uh, graduates over the last thirty years. What we're seeing on the streets of America today, I should now say, in the bathrooms of public restrooms today, is what was uh, trained for long ago, long ago, and every single year. Now, how am I tying all of this together? It's interesting it, – it will be interesting to see how these students are punished if they are punished. One, I believe they engaged in a crime. I believe they violated Arizona statutory law by filming someone in a bathroom. One. Two, will ASU do anything about it? Will they reprimand the students? Will they say we are investigating the incident like they did with the September 24th situation that was so under investigation when they did a report on minority policies at ASU that happened after the fact it didn't even get a mention, the report being so much about multicultural centers in the first place. Or will they punish people who try to make a story of this? just as Ray Lee Klein at ASU was punished for simply linking to a story at the New York Post. Can this be talked about anymore? Can it be? It's a serious question. I'm shedding no tears over the fact that Facebook was down for a bit. How many hours? Was it eight hours? That's eight hours of a socially healthier society as far as I'm concerned. But it did raise this interesting quip from someone on Twitter. This very interesting quip. He said, Facebook and Instagram are down. Lucky for the Ayatollahs and the Taliban, Twitter is still up. 
It's a really good point if you get the implication here. Do you? The former president of the United States can't be on Twitter. The Ayatollahs and the spokesman for the Taliban can be. So I looked it up and checked. And just so you are au courant and up to date. Yesterday, actually, yesterday, Twitter did suspend the account of Zabula Mujahideen in Afghanistan. Yesterday. It took him till yesterday to suspend that account. I don't know why it took him so long, to be honest with you. He has been praising Taliban attacks on Americans and killings of Americans since at least 2017. Since at least 2017. The Ayatollahs are still there. The Taliban, as of yesterday, no. Will they come back? Will they come back before Donald Trump? We're not done with this issue. I have a lot more to say about it. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. By the way, those uh, students that uh, were harassing Senator Cinema are members of an organization, don't you know, called Living United for Change in Arizona, which is, um, well, they will tell you if you go to their website, Living United for Change in Arizona is an organization led by changemakers fighting for social, racial, and economic transformation. Sounds like me. We are committed to human dignity, inclusion, equity, and collective growth. How much human dignity is there in taping someone going into the bathroom while you're harassing them? But that's not really the biggest part of the story. The biggest part of the story is that uh, the Soros uh, Foundation and George Soros himself is the largest funder of Living United for Change. For all the complaints these students have about equity, and by the way, one of them was brought here by her parents illegally, the Open Society, George Soros' foundation, gave them $1.5 million. $1.5 million. If only our quests for human dignity could be funded that generously. We would do it a lot more effectively and we'd do it a lot more legally and we'd do it a lot more politely. But I was thinking about all of this and the censorship angle and the lack of reporting angle and how it drives the mind insane angle. Again, ASU puts out a story on equity and a report on multicultural centers after the incident. It's not in the report. I get that. The report was worked on for some time. But the story? The story was updated, too, online. Makes no mention of it. So I was talking to someone about this. I was talking about this notion about what we care about, what the left cares about. And it was interesting that the left wants to focus us, it seems like, on the least important of things, while the most important of things get ignored or censored. Ignored or censored. What's an important thing? I think children vaccinations being mandated by schools or governors is an important thing. I think Afghanistan is an important thing. I think our southern border is an important thing. Remember how the government tried to shut down Fox's drones for exposing it, and they figured, oh, wait, we can find an angle here to finally cover it. Horses 
horses is that we will go after law enforcement here. That's the problem. All of this was written about in 1961 in a book called The Image by Daniel J. Boorstin, one of the most educated men in America who was a librarian of Congress. I started reading it this weekend, and I got mad at all my friends who would have known this book who haven't told me about it before. I want to go into that when we resume. Don't go away. We'll be right back. <laughs> 